Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Duel of the Takes. Today, Alden, Josh, and I are joined by our favorite content creator, Josh's little sister, Grace Kubis. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It's been a while. You were our reigning draft champion for a little too long, but now you're back. <laughs> and uh, we're going to put up our feet and uh, talk about Disney Channel original television programming, starting with like even Stevens all the, all the way down to like, I don't know, Girl Meets World might be the most recent show. This is the, the late millennial, early Gen Z era of Disney Channel, I think. I want to point out the the effect that I've had growing up on Grace's life when it comes to uh, the movies that I've watched. I say the same thing when it comes to Disney Channel. I've seen most of the episodes for most of these shows, and Grace doesn't even remember half of them, but I do. Yes, I do. No, you keep saying that, but I remember all of them. She was watching an episode of Hannah Montana she thinks she didn't see, and I walked in and I said the whole plot and then left. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't know how many of these shows I've watched every episode of, but I was definitely more of a Disney Channel kid than I was a Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon because most of this programming was deemed over. Okay, for my household. This was a safe Minecraft server uh, household for Nate. Yep, so we've got 32 Disney Channel original series from like the years 2000 to 2016 or 17, all, all paired up going head to head here. Up first, we've got Even Stevens versus Lizzie McGuire. Uh, Grace, are you familiar with either of these shows? Yes, I am a huge fan of Lizzie McGuire, and I watched a couple episodes of Even Stevens. I remember it was on later at night. We watched the Even Stevens movie all the time. Yeah, and I remember the intro for some reason. I like both of these shows quite a bit. I think they set the precedent for what, like, Disney Channel original sitcoms could look like. I think that I prefer Lizzie McGuire, personally. I'm gonna go with the underdog here with Even Stevens. I know it doesn't necessarily count but I think the Even Stevens movie is Kino, and I think it is the first Disney Channel show to have an ensemble uh, family cast that works. Like, Lizzie McGuire's family is, like, funny, but, like, Even Stevens, like, you remember the sister, you remember, like, the parents, like, so vividly well that they set that at the end with the movie, they set the whole thing around a family vacation, whereas, like, the Lizzie McGuire movie, they're like, it's more about Lizzie. And um, they, I mean, the title is Lizzie McGuire, but I feel like Disney Channel shows are stronger when they have a great ensemble. And that's why I'm going with Even Stevens. I get that, but I feel like at the same time, a lot of the best jokes derive from like one or two characters on Even Stevens. Like Beans kind of steals that whole show. <laughs> Whereas I feel like Lizzie McGuire has more dynamic like arcs. Like like there's episodes where like Eddie's the main character sometimes. And like what he's going through is like what, what the main plot of the episode is. And I also think the parents are funny on Lizzie McGuire. Like the parents on Even Stevens are good too. But like the dad on Lizzie McGuire is straight up just like boneless Ray Romano and he's there the entire time, and it's funny. Oh, yeah, we have to talk about Disney Channel dads as we go through this bracket. <laughs> I just need to make it official that we review each father. Um, what's your favorite episode of Even Stevens? Because I have a hot take on my favorite Lizzie McGuire episode. Like I said, it doesn't count, but I love the movie. I love the movie, too. I agree. I uh, My favorite Lizzie McGuire episode is actually the Dia de los Motos episode where they're doing the school dance, and they have like the little <laughs> miniature skeleton things. It's like a bride. 
bride and a groom, and then they go missing, and then they come to life at the end of the episode, and everyone freaks the fuck out. Uh, I I really like this era of Disney Channel and, like, the Halloween specials. They always got me in the mood. Yeah. And I think it's cool because they had the original movies as well, so, like, Halloween Town would queue up right after you just got your pants scared off watching Lizzie McGuire for some reason. <laughs> Based. Alden, what do you think? I've never really thought about a favorite episode for each. Well, which one do you think should move on? I don't know. I'm kind of leaning to Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, Nate's, Nate kind of won me over here. It's probably the stronger series. Yeah. Up next, That's So Raven versus Phil of the Future. Oh. So I think Phil of the Future was the show that I preferred to watch. Yeah. There's more episodes of Phil of the Future that are, like, memorable to me. I also thought the premise was a lot, like, wackier. But I think That's So Raven might be the better show because it was, like, a bigger success. Like, I feel like everyone has at least seen five or six episodes of That's So Raven. But I know people that are like, what the, what are you talking about? Phil of the Future? What what is that about? And didn't they do, like, a spinoff of Cory in the House? Yes. We'll we'll get we'll get there. Oh, it's on here. <laughs> Raven definitely like culturally definitely has more staying power, but Phil of the Future I feel like is like you're really cool if you're a fan of Phil of the Future though. The cool thing about that so Raven was though it had such a predictable formula, and I think we're gonna like go into like other shows on here that have like a really really tight formula where it's kind of the same thing every episode. There's a problem introduced, then Raven has a future where she completely boofs what's actually going to end up happening. Then she goes in a dumb, silly disguise. The problem gets escalated, and then her future outcome happens, but it's not as bad as she thinks it'll be. And I feel like that that's a lot funnier, that she's a psychic, but, like, absolutely awful at being a psychic. <laughs> An almond shampoo or whatever messes her up her vision. Yeah, and Phil of the Future is kind of just, like, a series of, like, fish-out-of-water stories with this weird family from the future, and they're, like, caveman pet that's kind of, like, low-key an animal, but <laughs> it's weird. It's very quirky. Phil of the Future, like... It's interesting because, like, the whole plot through those seasons is to, like, get the family back in the future, but then at the same time, as an audience member, you kind of don't want him to leave. It's kind of really cool that it, like, pulls at your heartstrings the whole time. That's so Raven had those moments, but it wasn't, like, there was no, like, endgame with That's So Raven. Like, I don't even remember what, how That's So Raven even ended. I remember all the spinoffs after. The ending was the transition in the Cory in the House. Yeah. Mm, okay. I think that Raven Simone, though, was, like, probably the best performance on Disney Channel in this era. Like, just the fact yeah. that they had her in wacky costumes every episode and doing these over-the-top, like, impressions and stuff. It's the closest that I think Disney Channel got to, like, what the Amanda Bynes show had of, like, oh, this is our talent and, like, we're going to build a show around them. And they tried that, like, everything post-Hannah Montana, they try that same thing, but I don't think they ever really had a Raven Simone again. Like, I get that Lizzie McGuire was huge in that, but to me, in a pre-Miley Cyrus Disney channel, Raven was the face of Disney. Oh yeah, definitely. I watched it all the time. Yeah. Phil of the Future was another show that was on late at night, because, well, when I was growing up, like, no one really watched Phil of the Future. It was on later, because Josh and I are three years apart, so it wasn't as popular. I think that's the biggest thing. I think I'm going with that so Raven for the staying power. Like, I don't think they'd bring back Phil of the Future, and they tried to bring back Raven's Home or whatever. I, I didn't watch a frame of it. I don't think it's helping its cause. Uh, so I always thought the same actor who played Phil in Phil of the Future, I just thought he became Logan in Big Time Rush. <laughs> <laughs> they look the exact same. 
it. My even my dad was like, "That's Phil of the future, right?" What is Phil of the future doing now? <laughs> I thought he was in Big Time Rush. Yeah, yeah, I talked myself into it. Time for the Sweet Life Battle Royale. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody versus Sweet Life on deck. Let's let's go. First round. Oh, hey, yo. This is a bloodbath. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody for me. Ooh. Sweet Life on deck has its moments, but then Sweet Life of Zack and Cody's got it's got Esteban and Arwen. Yeah. The lady that goes, I'm not cleaning that up. Oh, George Costanza's mom? <laughs> yeah, re rest in peace. I just, like, really remember the Halloween episode where uh, Esteban gets possessed. Esteban gets possessed. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> I think Zack and Cody had such a better setup than Sweet Life on Deck. Like, the fact that they're just in this hotel and, like, all the shenanigans that can go down at the hotel was, I think, a lot better. I think it would have been interesting if they didn't do On Deck and just continued Sweet Life for, like, three more seasons, like, in the hotel. Like, I get why the writers wanted to mix it up, and I think it was actually cheaper to shoot On Deck than it was Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but... I mean, there's just so many things that are contrived on Sweet Life on Deck where it's like, yeah, they're still going to school, like, they have a classroom in the in the ship, and, like, sure, you still have Mr. Mosby, but you don't have Esteban, you don't have... Maddie, you don't have Maddie. Yeah, you don't have Maddie, the candy girl, like, there's so many in important characters on that ensemble that got replaced with, like, other stereotypes and archetypes that weren't as interesting, and they were all, like, Zack and Cody's age. It's cool they tried, like, continuing it, like, they... They moved on before it got stale, which I respect, but it was definitely uh, a little bit of a downgrade because the entire cast couldn't be there. Did you ever hear Dylan and Cole Sprouse for their final season of Sweet Life pitch and Disney turned them down? Oh, really? What was the pitch? Uh -huh. They wanted to do one more season of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody after Sweet Life on Deck ended, and they wanted it to be focusing on these kids, like, actually, like, growing up and kind of, like, concluding arcs. So, like, obviously, Cody's, like, going off to some, like, Ivy League school, but then, like, Zack doesn't know what he wants to do with his life, and he ends up, like, getting a job as, like, a, like, a, like, repair man or something and then like works for the hotel and like they both end up going off to be like somewhat successful but in different ways and they wanted to do that because that's kind of real process that dylan and cole sprouse took where one of them went to a school and the other one learned how to become a chef and like worked in that would have been cool service industry and i guess spoiler alert for the series finale but they kind of sequel baited at the end too where they're like well we were we were in a hotel and on a boat what's next and I always thought there would be, like, a third yeah. thing. That was a conversation that was, like, had with friends and even my mom about the show. Because it definitely seemed like they were going to keep doing Sweet Life something. Guess not. Now one has a metery and the other one's in mediocre content, so. <laughs> I have to say, though, like, the Sweet Life on deck did have Debbie Ryan. True. Yeah. Like, she was good, because then she went on playing Jesse. I was about to say, it, it, it wasn't Debbie Ryan's peak yet. Which show had the better crossover episode, though? Well, no, Hannah Montana was on both, I thought. Yes, Hannah Montana was on both. I think Sweet Life on deck had two different crossovers they had the wizards on deck with hannah montana which like wizards are canon in all these universes yeah <laughs> i mean that doesn't surprise me i just remember uh zach like like selena gomez or something on it Base. or alex i should say uh there was also a crossover episode of i'm in the band what <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a sweet life on deck episode of i'm in the band 
Oh no. Yeah, so it wasn't technically a crossover in Sweet Life on Deck. It's a crossover in I'm in the Band, but it is a Sweet Life on Deck episode, basically. I, I think it, one thing that really pisses me off about Sweet Life on Deck is like, London was never a really fleshed out character. She was kind of just a walking punchline in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but they straight up like flanderized that character in Sweet Life on Deck to like. Yeah. Although she was, like, eight years older than Zack and Cody, she's now, like, still in their classes and, like, even more incompetent than she was on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And it's, like, it's kind of funny because it's like, oh, yeah, she's just, like, a rich kid that doesn't have to try. But it's like, this character hasn't done any progressing. Like, shouldn't she be, like, I don't know, the, like, manager of this yacht or, like, boat or whatever? Like, shouldn't she be, like, the cruise director or something? Like... Nope, she's just in high school for eight more years with Zack and Cody. She didn't have an arc. Not really. <laughs> well, no, because they said that they had on the show, it was a dumb Asian and then a smart blonde because Maddie was smart. So it was like they switched it around. That's <laughs> that, that was the idea. It was done on purpose. That episode of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody where they break into Mosby's office and they knock down all of his Employee of the Month awards and he has different haircuts and they're like trying to remember the order. They're like, no, 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 it's it's Jerry Curl, Afro, Cornrow. And it's fun. It's funny to me. I like the episode where uh, they go to a Red Sox game and Mr. Mosby thought he would like was being nice to Zack by catching the ball for him. But then it cost the Red Sox the win against the Yankees. Oh, my gosh. Jesse McCarthy was on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I think Zack and Cody's the better show yeah this one's easy all right wizards of waverly place versus cory in the house uh the highest rated anime of all time versus a show about wizards in new york i'm with grace but also it has to be said cory accidentally gave alaska back to russia he did <laughs> i just think it's really interesting that cory in the house ran for two seasons both between 2007 and 2008 is it really that short yes i'm not saying that cory in the house got obama elected but it definitely helped <laughs> definitely <laughs> i i like the setup of cory in the house because it feels like an older style of sitcom like it, it feels very much along the lines of like some network show that would have been on tv in like the 80s or 90s like reagan era type show where it, it, it takes like this like political approach to children's programming and then doesn't actually focus on any of the politics at all and it's just wacky shenanigans that you'd find on that so raven but yeah i don't think this show really had the ensemble we definitely gave him praise but it cory in the house does have my favorite on-screen president yeah <laughs> yeah um but i mean yeah I, I think it's probably wizards here i mean that was the longest running disney channel show of this era i believe and it has its own fan base for sure yeah and i love the cast like yeah it's way too iconic to get knocked out in the first round all right Corey. till next time brother <laughs> <laughs> i hope kyle massey's all right whatever he's up to now up next we, we have a little animation quadrant going on here uh the first ones were the two first standout animated series on uh on disney channel got the proud family versus kim possible Ugh, i loved both of these shows both of these shows are great. It sucks that they're going head-to-head -head in the first round. Oh, man. Both of them had great movies, too. Oh, speaking of movies, we should have mentioned this earlier. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody movie is awful. Yeah, that was a Sweet Life on Deck movie. Wait, what? There was a movie? Yeah, they get cloned, and then there's there's two of each of them, and it's awful. It's terrible. It's like a weird sci-fi action movie, and you're like, what the hell is going on? I don't remember this. I, I think I liked watching The Proud Family more. I never really got into Kim Possible as a kid, but I feel like the cultural staying power of Kim Possible is nothing to sleep on. Like, 
there are people who still dress up like Kim and Shiga and all the characters from the show. Wait, what was that character's name? I, I don't remember. With the green one? Is it Shiga? <laughs> I just wanted you to say it again. Shigo. Shigo? Shigo. Okay. You had a you had a Kachiga moment? I think, I think I'm sticking with Proud Family here. I know they just recently brought it back. Um, I haven't watched any of that. Actually, yeah, they did, because when we were in Florida, Josh, remember they had the Proud Family signs? Yeah, I mean, Proud Family's back. But Kim Possible, I mean, that show doesn't get enough credit. Like, I get the Powerpuff Girls were also in this era, but to have a superhero essentially be this strong female character that, like, both genders watched growing up, like, I think was really important because, like, in the... Uh, in that era, I love these original superheroes they were making too. Like Kim Possible was this original character. It wasn't really based off of a comic book or anything. And in we're just not gonna get a show like that again. And same thing with the Proud Family. I mean, that's also an original content show, but in the superhero genre where everything is now like has to be based off of a Marvel or DC property. I give Kim Possible a lot of credit for having the staying power that it still has to this day. Yeah, I think a lot of that, too, comes down to... Uh, I think Kim Possible leans into the fact that it's an animated show a whole lot more than The Proud Family does. Like, yeah. there's definitely, like, over-the-top bits and stuff like that in Proud Family. The Proud Family does have a pro wrestling episode, though. Oh, God. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I remember The Proud Family more than Kim Possible. Like, more episodes of The Proud Family. I do, too, and I know why. It's because I didn't watch Kim Possible. Feel like I gotta go Proud Family here. I think it's the better show. Now that I think about it, I just remember Kim Possible always being on Disney XD. Uh, yeah, they started doing reruns or something when they changed it to Disney XD. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, everyone, be proud. The Proud Family moves on. Up next, we've got Lilo and Stitch the series versus American Dragon Jake Long. Oh! This is another tough one, and I think both of these kind of lean more with the Kim Possible thing of, like, actually leaning into their animation styles. This was Josh's favorite. Yes, and I would like to point out that I've been the animation hater on this show for two years, and this is now four shows in a row that I'm about to praise. Okay, Josh, remember in our old house, you used to watch uh, American Dragon. I don't even, like, remember the title, but you used to watch it all the time yep yep on the little tv i love that show uh still do lilo and stitch is also great though because it's kind of like the disney's version of pokemon and it's very underrated yeah it's great i love lilo and stitch i used to play the game all the time yeah the games they had for the show were really good my biggest problem and i know that like some people line up in one camp or the other on american dragon jake long i didn't like how inconsistent it was from one season to the next like they had full animation and art style overhauls and it made it really confusing it's what killed the show because i'd watch reruns of the show because I, I don't really remember tuning in when it was on but they'd play the reruns on disney xd and like it would immediately go from looking one way to another way and i preferred the i think i preferred the original art style to the the redo but the redo did it's action sequencing better which is kind of what the point of that show was yeah it was it was a really weird toss-up i think lilo and stitch was great because they had a movie that was a huge hit 
and then they they made a show and then continued to do like made for TV and v- straight to VHS sequels to the the first movie. The animation was definitely a drop off from the first movie, but it was so in line with the straight to VHS releases that were coming out at the same time that it just felt like Lilo and Stitch, which was a fantastic movie, was getting like the love it deserved. And it kind of surprises me that we didn't get other shows of this cal- like uh, of this caliber as spinoffs to movies like Lilo and Stitch were so well it was very episodic it was like oh we're gonna introduce a new uh you know experiment and then this this like you know alien science experiment thing is going to be the the focus of the episode and Lilo and Stitch have to like save the day and and then they find like a new place in society to integrate this this thing and it was really cool because you'd see some of the other ones show up and like one of them's working at an ice cream factory because he likes to freeze things and Lilo and Stitch was like a comfy show American Dragon Jake Long just confused me. Yeah, we could go with Lilo and Stitch, I guess. I love Lilo and Stitch. Josh, I think you're just biased because you... I think you hate Hawaiians. I want to hear the defense for American Dragon Jake Long, because I wish it was a show that I liked as much as I did. Like, as much as other people did. I think American Dragon Jake Long, for me, uh, had a... It was one of the first Disney Channel shows that had a overarching uh, plot that would go beyond episodic plots. Like, it had, like, I'm still waiting for the next season. Like, they still have plot holes that I am waiting for. It's been 20 years. There are people that still, like, complain about that and, like, wanted another season and, like, wanted to know what happened to these characters. Uh, For me, it reminds me a lot of Teen Titans, where that show also left on this big cliffhanger and people are still waiting on it to this day. It doesn't have as big of a following as Teen Titans, but I think it's got that same energy where it was this great animated action show that should have just gone more... You could tell the creators had much more material and Disney was just like, nah, we're gonna move on. Do you think that, like... American Dragon Jake Long holds up in the same capacity because it to me it feels like the show the most from Disney Channel that was trying to do what Cartoon Network and to a lesser extent what Nickelodeon were doing like to me this felt like they were going for a Teen Titans or they were going for their own Danny Phantom of Disney Channel do you think it holds up to those two shows even though it didn't have the longevity of either I think it definitely at least holds up to Danny Phantom Teen Titans I kind of put Teen Titans it's kind of its own thing because it's got that it's got it's like It's got such a vibrant and different style than any other show of that era. While American Dragon Jake Long, really, I don't know which one came out first, Danny Phantom or American Dragon Jake Long, but both are very similar with how it's structured. Yeah, I think actually that's the most fair comparison is to Danny Phantom, and Danny Phantom got its series finale, I believe, and got all the resolutions, and uh, unfortunately I don't think Jake Long lives up to the hype as the rest it's kind of gotten lost lost in time a little bit i'm not saying the quality is worse or anything but unfortunately it doesn't have the cultural relevance as i wish it did yeah i just i know it's very polarizing or whatever but the animation change really killed the show i like the animation change yeah i know a lot of people that prefer it but i i hate it i remember so many people complaining about it when it happened in school 
Also, Danny Phantom came out almost a year before. Oh, shit. Yeah, they were, like, right around the same time. I think Danny Phantom's first season was in 2004, and American Dragon, Jake Long's first season was uh, 2005. January 2005. Yeah, I think I gotta stick with Lilo and Stitch the series here. I just think it was great. A little pause, Nate. I just really like this quote from Stephen A. Smith today. He said, Kyrie Irving is one of the absolute professionals at missing work. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lilo and Stitch the series moves on. Up next, we've got Phineas and Ferb versus Gravity Falls. Phineas and Ferb, 100%. I, I know Gravity Falls has... Uh, let's just let Alden sing the praises of Gravity Falls for a little bit. No, I don't think it's going to get the votes, but I'll say a few things. I feel like I have a different perspective on a lot of these shows, considering I rewatched them nine years after I should have. <laughs> Like, Grace is definitely a reason you saw some of the more recent shows, or even kept up with some of the older ones when they were running reruns. I definitely kept up with them more than I should have, probably. Yeah, my brother has watched Gravity Falls five times now. Holy shit. Yeah, like, it was a whole family thing when it was being released. My dad, my brother, and I would watch every episode. They've rewatched it together twice after that. My brother also watches Phineas and Ferb, but he does not... It's only put it on and then he just plays on his phone. It's it's like Gravity Falls, he actually goes and rewatches the entire show over and over. What I like about Phineas and Ferb is that, like, like how Nate was saying before about the repetitiveness of Raven, Phineas and Ferb, like, perfected that. Kinda. They were able to differentiate it enough. They are able to keep the rhythm the same but also keep you interested like it was the perfect show to watch on cable too because i don't think i could binge a phineas and ferb season but can i watch it every week yeah can i watch the movies they release once a year now yeah i'm gonna be honest every time gravity falls was on i would switch to like the california disney channel to see what else was on (laughs) wait what a flex there i'm gonna switch to the california disney channel (laughs) because <laughs> they were always three hours behind so it was always a different show but i've ne- i've watched like maybe one episode of gravity falls it was the newer show it was newer than phineas and ferb yeah i think it started in like 2012 or something oh 2015 wow even later than i thought i was completely out of disney channel at that point oh no you were right holy shit i was right wow it finished in 2016, so that's what I'm thinking. Like, Gravity Falls, I've seen, like, parts of it. I know, like, quality-wise, it is a great show, but look at Perry. Look at Perry. Well, yeah, so that's the thing. When Phineas and Ferb branches out from their formula and actually does something different or has a special or a movie, it's really well done. It's pretty good, but it still follows that same pattern a little bit. I remember asking my dad what a dry state area is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gravity Falls was, I think, the first show on Disney to be written from start to finish. Everything else kind of was just, oh, it got renewed, let's keep writing it. So they had this full story already planned out. I don't really, I mean, Alex Hirsch has done other things since, but he hasn't done anything to that scale again and also linda cardellini is not in phineas and ferb that's true hmm. i think my favorite thing about gravity falls and i don't think i've seen like every episode or anything but i like that it embraces the aesthetics of like a bunch of other successful like television shows like the the theme is very x filesy. the yeah the aesthetic and like the the kind of pacific northwest setting is very like twin peaks and it's also like an accessible piece of children's programming but it has its diehards like i, I had friends that were in high school that were 
were like waiting for the next episode of Gravity Falls and stuff like that. And to me, to compare to like what else was going out in animation around the same era of Gravity Falls, it felt like the closest that Disney Channel ever got to reaching something like an Adventure Time or like a Steven Universe to a certain extent with like the, the absolute Goliath fan base that the show had. But I... I also kind of lean into the Phineas and Ferb camp just because it was like it, it's so successful like they got 129 episodes I think over like there's like over 200 like segments because they did like the half yeah block programming and like is it the same thing every single time more or less but i think there's like that level of self-awareness yeah <laughs> most of the songs weren't overbearing too i kind of hate that that trope of oh every episode of the show has its own song like they reached out to some pretty talented people mostly bowling for soup yeah i ain't got rhythm phineas and ferb really went like over over the top in terms of what a Disney Channel show could be. If you were bored by Phineas and Ferb building a roller coaster or trying to get to Mars or whatever was going on that episode, you also always had great B-plots with whatever Doofenshmirtz and, and Perry were up to. Like, yeah. The, the show had variety. I, I definitely think it was... Uh, dynamic enough to to last for as long as it did. Like I think it's the closest that Disney Channel ever had to like their SpongeBob. Well, I I was about to mention that because they do treat it like SpongeBob in terms of they now have Milo Murphy's Law or whatever, which is a in the same universe but a different show. And I've seen a few episodes of that, and it flat out sucks. They've had multiple movies. All but one of them are pretty good. Remember the episode where uh, the parents caught Phineas and Ferb. And then they had to shave their head, but then it was all dream. It was all Perry's dream. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember getting into the show because High School Musical 2 premiered, and then Ashley Tisdale was the voice of Candace. So then the commercial afterwards was like, all right, now check out this new show, Phineas and Ferb. And that's how I got into it. That's pretty much when I started watching it. I was right at the start. That was the first season, I believe. Yeah, I think Phineas and Ferb takes it here. Ah, <sighs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I just, I don't think Phineas and Ferb does anything like Gravity Falls was trying to. Well, does Fish Hooks do what DuckTales was trying to do? We got the 2017 DuckTales reboot up against uh, the short-lived Fish Hooks show. Larry, I was on DuckTales. Yeah. I really liked Fish Hooks. <laughs> Don Cheadle voices Donald Duck when he fixes his voice in an episode of the new DuckTales, so I'm going to have to pick that one. I like the cast of DuckTales a lot. It's got a good one. Uh, but Fish Hooks is kind of a meme. You've got Rick and Morty voicing the main character of Fish Hooks. Yeah. Like, it had over 100 episodes. It got syndicated, and there's three seasons, which I didn't know it was that successful. That's crazy, actually. I only watched maybe, like three or four episodes of fish hooks it never really grabbed my attention like i remember it airing and people talking about it at like recess and stuff but it just seemed a little like dumbed down for what else was coming out around the time like i, I don't know it just seemed really slapsticky like if it was on i would watch it but like i think i was to the point where i was like 14 where i wasn't really watching cartoons anymore when fish hooks came out yeah i was a little bit older when that came out when did fish hooks come out First season was in 2010. It ran until like 2014. I remember being older and watching that. Yeah, they kept doing reruns of it because people watched it, but they didn't continue it, which was interesting. I felt like Fish Hooks was definitely Disney trying their hand at a SpongeBob. Oh, definitely. Yes. 
pretty much directly. Fish hooks has a 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> I think the DuckTales reboot's done. I think they did three more seasons. And I mean, I like the original run of the show in like the late 80s, early 90s. They had some good like movies and stuff then too. Great theme song. There were 69 episodes of DuckTales. Nice. The only thing I don't love about the DuckTales reboot is like the art style feels cheap. Like, very, very, like, kind of flash animation. But the voice cast is great. I, uh, I didn't watch a ton of either so I, I i could go either way here i don't i don't really care that's interesting i never really felt that it was cheap i only saw one episode though i think i'm gonna go with ducktales woo <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna hop over to the other side of the bracket we've got jonas uh th this is the jonas la poster but i think that's just the third season of the show and i'm in the band <laughs> which was a disney xd show about like a 14 year old joining a hair metal band and it was weird that the ensemble cast was in their late 30s, but... I'm gonna go with Jonas L.A. I love the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Grace, who's your favorite Jonas? Um, probably... Kevin. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I knew you would say that, but... I think she's just being nice. <laughs> I think he's so underrated. Like, if you see, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, he's actually really funny. Yeah, he's, like, the chill one. I think Kevin sang on an episode. He, yeah, he, there's a song on YouTube that he sang, and it sounds like a girl, but he has a really good voice. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely feels like the Ringo of the three. Yeah, he, he said that he could never sing, like, in one of their songs because he was too nervous to perform it. So he always let Joe and Nick sing. I watched their movie on Amazon about it. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> so this show is weird though. So the first two seasons is like your typical, the third season, they all move to LA. Their parents just buy them this big house in LA uh, to make music, I guess. And their friends from school also join them. And then like, uh, there's this weird, uh, like love triangle thing with Joe and uh, da, da, da. Chelsea. Yes, and um, Nick's like well, Stella. Nick's like falling in love with their like fangirl who's not really a like a fangirl anymore. Joe's like singing these weird mediocre songs on movie sets, and uh, the song the theme song for Jonas L.A. It gets stuck in your head for years and years. Mm, I don't remember it at all. It goes, L.A., L.A., baby. This, the show just does such a big shark jump into the third season, I don't know what to think. But with that being said, it's better than I'm in the band. Yes. I want to say that Camp Rock hurts its chances, but then I remember it's against I'm in the band. <laughs> Shout out to Frankie Jonas. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's in Jonas, L.A. Yeah, I think I think Jonas is the popular one here. I don't really like either show. I think it's funny, like in retrospect, the Jonas Brothers will talk about how much they hated making Jonas the show, um, which I think is like honestly based. And we haven't gotten to Hannah Montana yet, but it seemed like Disney Channel was pulling at straws trying to find their next like Hannah Montana type show. And we're going to get into a ton more of shows that are just trying to do the Hannah Montana formula again. And I think Jonas is the weirdest of them all because like the Jonas Brothers were more successful as an actual music act than like Hannah Montana slash. Miley Cyrus was all the other like Disney radio Disney acts of the time on tour like Jonas was a band first as weird as that sounds and then like Disney Channel stars 
And I, you can tell in watching the show that they hate being there. I, I guess it's something to be said that they copied Nickelodeon and actually made it work. Uh, because Naked Brothers Band came out first. Oh, you mean kind of like Big Time Rush? No, Big Time Rush was Nickelodeon trying to do it again. Yeah, Naked Brothers Band came out in like 2007 or something. But they never really had that big a success in music think the band just dissolved but jonas brothers had the show that apparently none of them wanted to do shout out to alex wolf being in my favorite movie of 2021 though it happens all right up next we've got shake it up versus austin and Allie. so i have a take on this are you ready i am okay so austin and Allie, i think a lot of people like turn their heads because yes it could be a little bit stupid sometimes but when i would watch certain episodes i realized that the music was kind of good and I re- i'm a huge fan of ross lynch i don't know why he was also in teen beach movie but him and austin and Allie was really good but also shake it up i really love zendaya in it and i don't know when you compare the storyline between both of them it, it i don't know i feel like these shows is in that era like at least for me was that era of like me starting to leave Disney Channel. I felt like Austin and Allie was like the last like Disney Channel show like I watched like the premiere of like when it aired. I watched a lot of these uh a lot of Austin and Allie cuz it was like what was on Disney Channel when I like was when I started babysitting when I was in like high school and stuff like that like it was kind of the the new popular show. Uh, Shake It Up, I felt like never really had the programming blocks that like I was actively paying attention to. I think it was later. I, I also feel like Shake It Up really like didn't know what they wanted that show to be. Yeah. They knew that they had a star in Zendaya, but she wasn't the like only main character. Whereas like Austin and Allie, it is a four-piece ensemble show all the way through. I think Callum Worthy and Rainy Rodriguez as like the comedic relief kind of pushed that show. <laughs> Rainy Rodriguez, I love her music. <laughs> Like, they pushed that show to being better than it probably was written. Like, they were both genuinely funny on that show. Paul Paul Blart's daughter? Yeah, Paul Blart's daughter's here being funny. The kid from Up's little sister, awesome. I think the worst part is Allie. Yeah, well, did you know her sister Her sister <laughs> um, switched at birth? That makes sense. Same energy. I mean, Laura Morano, she's all right, but I didn't think she was that good of an actress. Wait, Josh, do you remember uh, the little brother in Shake It Up? Yeah. He went to IMTA with us. He was casted. Interesting. Yeah, just like Kendall from Big Time Rush. Ashton Kutcher was also founded there. Yeah. So was me, now on Duel the Takes. Zendaya outshined Bella Thorne, and I think there's three characters that outshine the main character of Austin and Allie, so... 100%, yeah. Yes. I kind of want to lean with Austin and Allie. The theme song for Shake It Up is so much better. It's because it's Selena Gomez. And Austin says, and I quote in his theme song, You're my point, you're my guard. Hell yeah, bro. He's talking about the Lakers. (laughs) When's Ross Lynch in the celebrity game? (laughs) Up next... Hannah Montana versus Ant Farm. Hannah Montana, 100%. This is a weird one because what is Ant Farm? Oh my god, Ant Farm had China Ann McLean. Huh? China Ann McLean, she's saying calling all the monsters. This was when Josh really stopped watching Disney. Oh. Yeah, actually, yeah, Ant Farm was the last show, wasn't it, Grace? (laughs) This is where I left. Yeah, you did not like this show at all. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I watched a single frame of Ant Farm. <laughs> I did. Actually, 
I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty good, but it's not gonna top Hannah Montana. So there's one audience review listed for Ant Farm on Google. The profile picture is the face swap Mike Wazowski. (laughs) (laughs) They gave it five stars. They said, I love this show so much. I only started watching it a few days ago, but I love it and recommend for teenagers and kids. My fave is China. She has an amazing voice and awesome actress, dot, dot, dot. I'm not reading the rest. It's so long. And Jake Short is in it. What about Jake Tall? (laughs) (laughs) I, I think the premise of Ant Farm, right? If I'm not mistaken, again, I've seen none of this. It's just like, performing arts school and they're all like musicians or singers so it's kind of doing the the victorious thing but with younger kids yes doesn't mindy sterling exist in both universes there i have a i have a question for grace about hannah montana okay am i ever not gonna have jackson energy you're literally jackson the way we argue I'm li- we're literally Jackson. I think Hannah Montana was just so wildly successful for Disney Channel, and like I think everything they did post Hannah Montana was trying to catch the success of it again. Like they're chasing the Hannah Montana high still, and it's it's been 15 years. And nothing's gonna beat it. Is Disney Channel still on the air? Yeah. I thought it like ended like recently. I could I thought everything was moving to Disney Plus. I mean yes, but I think they still have channel like programming on cable. Yeah, some shows are going on both. Billy Ray Cyrus was the best actor on Hannah Montana. Uh, maybe. Probably not, though. Uh, Rico? Rico. The beef jerky and the cheese. Hot take. Emily Osment's the best actor on that show. I like that. I like that take. I have to say, Emily Osment got tons of, like, acting jobs after Hannah Montana. We've got uh, Sonny with a Chance versus Bizardvark here. Sonny with a Chance. Interesting. Bizardvark has Jake Paul. And Olivia Rodrigo. Ugh. <laughs> that is true. Olivia started there. Tell me about this show, Grace, because I know nothing about it. Sunny with a Chance? No, Bizarre whatever. I don't know. I've never watched one episode. Oh, man. Our expert doesn't even know. Bizardvark aired from June 2016 to April 2019. So the last normal years of life. (laughs) Honestly, I only knew Jake Paul was on Bizardvark because of his vlogs on YouTube. And that's how I found out. What's your opinion on Logan Paul defeating Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania, Grace? I'm really disappointed in Rey Mysterio. Me too. I think that he got paid to lose. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna be honest. What? (laughs) Rey Mysterio's been getting paid to lose for 25 years at least. (laughs) Yeah, I think Sonny with a chance is a little on the underrated side. Yes, it had Chad Dylan Cooper. Oh, you're right. It's weird that it garnered a spinoff when they couldn't use Sonny anymore. They, like, just did Sonny with the, uh, the, the, the so random show, which was, like, the sketch-based show that they were working on within the confines of Sonny with a Chance. But I love so random, because you guys, okay, you've watched Smosh, but, like, the old Smosh, but the new Smosh has Shane Top and Damien Haas. They were on so random. And I just remember seeing them, and I love them. Smosh is still here? <laughs> I know, I heard, I heard new Smosh, and I was like, huh? I watch Smosh all the time. Huh? We all had a boomer moment there. You got so the only person left that you would know is Ian. Ian is still there. Ian's still there. Wow. I watch it all the time. I love Smosh. How old is Ian? He's definitely hitting forty soon. He is thirty-four, so not quite. But Demi Lovato, I think she was good with Sunny with a Chance. I'm not a really a big fan of her acting. 
I don't know. They, I think, I think they were serviceable for what that show was, but their the ensemble cast of Sunny with a Chance was great. Like, yes, or their co-stars are funny. Grace, uh, don't dead pronoun Demi Lovato. Yeah, the show that like Sterling Knight's supposed to be filming, uh, it was called like something falls i always thought it was gravity falls but it's not uh and it's like some like <laughs> 90210 like rip off drama series and they're filming on the same back lot i think that that's hilarious it's a, it's a great bit he was in starstruck too i love that movie yeah i just love that that poor guy was just cast as like douchebag <laughs> like that was his whole character archetype on sunny with a chance it's the most meta disney channel original show i think it's really underrated up next casey undercovers and Daya's second disney channel show versus jesse <laughs> this is kind of tough uh chris bosh was on jesse uh, i'm just gonna say jesse i don't think this is tough at all I'm, I'm gonna say jesse too to this day chris bosh says people come up to him about the jesse episode I have to say that Casey Undercover was still really good, though. Like, I liked the storyline. I did not watch uh, Casey Undercover. I think I've seen, like, two or three episodes there. It was kind of like, what, spy action type show. It was, it was like kind of like live action Kim Possible, but not the live action Kim Possible. But also, she's still going to school, and it has the typical Disney Channel, like, sitcom tropes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jessie was cool because it focused on, like, a slightly older character, but then she's taking care of, like, normal Disney Channel kids. Like, I thought that that was interesting. I like Bertram. He's, he's funny. Yes. Oh, yeah. Butler Loki carried that show for 98 episodes the lizard did his back still hurts yeah mr kipling rest in peace of course speaking of rest in peace cameron boyce we gotta say like for the ensemble cast of the kids you got the the kid from the the diary of a wimpy kid movies who says don't touch the cheese or whatever you've got scott <laughs> jackson peyton list who's successful in her own right and i mean yeah rest in peace a king cameron boyce was honestly great on jesse he was really good and he was good in descendants too that whole cast like it's amazing the cultural impact jesse actually has and still has like i think it's the last great disney channel show yeah I agree. Yeah. Well, there's one other one. We'll get there next round. I'm a dog with a blog stand, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good luck, Charlie versus dog with a blog. This is the easy. This is insanely hard. No, this is hard for me. Grace is a dog with the blog stand unironically. Oh, I was being ironic. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shit on your show. I loved... Okay, I think it's just because the guy from Lemonade Mouth was in it, and like I had a huge crush on him. Is that why I watched it? You watched Dog with the Blog? I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, are we voting for Dog with the Blog? No, I'm not, but like, I'm here. But it's not better than Good Luck Charlie. It's up there, but it's not better than Good Luck Charlie. I don't really think it's up there. It's up there for me. Just like how Gravity Falls is up there for you. Listen, Dog with a Blog is Grace's Dune. What? I, I think just the whole family was memorable in Good Luck Charlie. Like, I feel like they, they got the they got the cast down. I think Jason Dolly as the dumb older brother is, like, great. Like, he finally got his redemption after being on Cory in the house. <laughs> <laughs> the mom was really good. The mom and the dad on Good Luck Charlie specifically were probably two of the best Disney Channel parents. Have you guys seen the mom in recent news, though? No. No? Um, yeah, let's pull back that praise. <laughs> it's just a little problematic at the moment. I'm gonna say this, like, in, in a pretty easily digestible way. She would get kicked off a plane. Well, she's just probably, like, what, a COVID anti-masker? She a Karen? 
like an ultimate Karen. She's not only just an anti-masker. I feel like a lot of people in these shows probably would be. She actively is like going to protests in front of places to lift mask mandates. I see no problem here. There was another like Disney Channel mom or something that assaulted someone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not her. Oh, you know who I saw on TikTok the other day? The mom from Wizards of Waverly Place. She looks the exact same. She does, yes. But, uh, yes, good luck, Charlie. Good luck, Charlie. <laughs> good luck with your mom, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, we're in the Disney XD category this round. We got Zeke and Luther versus Kicking It. Kicking It. Woohoo! Yeah, Kicking It. Uh, I think Kicking It had the better theme song. Hey, I like the ska theme song of Zeke and Luther. I mean, I appreciate it, but I don't think it's better. I do like the episode of Zeke and Luther where uh, I think it's Luther's birthdays on like February twenty, February thirtieth or something. So he they only celebrated every five years. <laughs> okay, it's the 29th. Wait, Jason Earls is in kicking it. Yeah, he's the karate instructor. This is my Cobra Kai. <laughs> oh, I love Cobra Kai. Well, Kicking It did it first. That's true. Olivia Holt, I love her as an actress, too. I worked with her sister. I guess my question here for this round would be, if one of these shows announced a fourth season, or a fifth season in the case of Kicking It, which one are you watching? There were four seasons of Kicking It? Yeah. <laughs> Kicking it's obviously got the arcs then. <laughs> I think the kicking it's kicking Zeke and Luther out of the out of the competition. Although Zeke and Luther do have to sing the praises of un genuinely underrated. There are some funny moments. That whole cast was pretty decent for what it was. I just don't think they had a production budget at all. <laughs> that show looks particularly cheap. It had the it had the uh, ginger from Lemonade Mouth, right? Yeah. He was Luther Waffles. <coughs> uh, up next, we've got uh, Liv and Maddie versus Girl Meets World. Oh, uh, Liv and Maddie. Liv and Maddie's good. I love Dove Cameron, but Girl Meets World, I just like the cast. They actually teach... I mean, okay, when you rewatch it, like, now we're older, we're like, oh, that's so cheesy. But if I was younger and I was watching Girl Meets World, I'd actually, like, understand a lesson in it. Like, every episode has, like, a lesson. I guess that's what I don't want. Well, like, unironically, Boy Meets World is a great show, and seeing a lot of those characters um, from that show in Girl Meets World was a lot of fun. They really Force Awakens it. That doesn't make the show good, though. <laughs> no, the show's not bad. I just don't care. I didn't... I never cared about Boy Meets World, and I definitely don't care about Girl Meets World. It's just not for me. I think it's really funny that the brother from Boy Meets World becomes, like, the mayor. Yeah. Yeah, I've only seen a handful of episodes of Girl Meets World. I haven't seen a single frame of Liv and Maddie. All I know is, uh, what's her name? Dove Cameron plays two characters through an entire 80-episode sitcom. So I 80 episodes? I think that's gotta be pretty impressive. Like, shout-outs to her for making that work. That sounds like a lot of work. She did really good. A lot of effort there. I don't know if Girl Meets World had that effort, especially from the writing staff. Because, I mean, what made Boy Meets World a, a cultural touchstone for millennials was the fact that you watched these characters, like, grow up over the course of, like, 12 years of television or something like that. It was it was Harry Potter before Harry Potter. Right, and Girl Meets World tries to do that, but in three seasons with the original cast from the old show, and now they're, the like, the millennial parents. Either one of these could take it. Like, Liv and Maddie probably is a more impressive sitcom, uh, whereas Girl Meets World is probably a little bit more of a tonal mess. It feels like they tried to start right when 
uh, ABC took over Boy Meets World and it left Disney Channel. Feels like that was like the writing caliber for this show from the get go. And I just don't know if that really works in today's Disney Channel world. I don't like most of the shows that try and appeal to a younger audience branching from older shows. Like, if you're trying to grow up with an audience, that's one thing. But if you're trying to completely revive a show or something like that based off of people who watch the original want their kids to watch your new show, it's not really going to work. No. And Disney's been trying to do that. Yeah, they've tried doing it four times, I think. I don't even know what's on Disney Channel anymore. Like Nothing interesting. This year, Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh, no. <laughs> I could go either way on this one because I I don't know much about Liv and Maddie or really Girl Meets World. I'll just give it to Girl Meets World. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. At least it has characters I like in it. <laughs> to keep things moving, keep things fresh, we're going to try to speed round. I have a hunch we'll hit a lot of 2v2 ties. I think this, this should be interesting. We can break tiebreakers with a full debate. But up first, got Lizzie McGuire versus That's So Raven. Ready? Three, two, one. Lizzie that's McGuire. so Raven. Okay, I think Grace and I are Team Lizzie McGuire, and Alden and Josh are that's so Raven. Let's fight this out. So much for a speed round. <laughs> well, I guess I just repeat the point I made before, where it's like I think when people think of old Disney Channel, they think of Lizzie McGuire, but to me, Raven Simone was the face of Disney, and that's so Raven. I think is like a slightly bigger pillar in the history of Disney Channel. Yeah. I could see that. I think Raven's definitely the better main character, but I don't think there's an ensemble cast that supports that main character as well on That's So Raven. I think both the f friend characters are kind of forgettable. Um, they're just going along with Raven's bullshit. I, I think Eduardo stands out as a supporting character on Lizzie McGuire, and I also think the little brother and the parents are funny. Like, I guess That's So Raven has that too with Corey and the dad, but the mom, like, leaves the show halfway through and then doesn't show up in the spinoff at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know what really messy divorce happened between that So Raven and Corey in the house, and we never get any answers. <laughs> I feel like Lizzie McGuire has more, like, jokes that are better. Like, that So Raven has, like, Disney jokes. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's true. Did that So Raven get a movie? I don't think so. I think they just had, like, an hour episode or something. Yeah, they did have a special or two. I like the episode where Raven thinks Corey's smoking cigarettes, but he's playing a racing game. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I th That's so Raven might be funnier. I think so. Okay, I'm down with That's so Raven. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody versus the Wizards of Waverly Place. Three, two, one. I'm sticking with Sweet Life. Wizards of Waverly Place. Wizards of Waverly Place. Wizards. All right. I'm so sorry. That was so hard. Oh, way, yo. You didn't even pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> the Proud Family versus Lilo and Stitch the series. Three, two, one. Lilo, Lilo, and, Lilo Stitch. and Stitch. Proud Family? Lilo and Stitch is a spinoff of a Disney Channel movie. Like, Proud Family is an, it's an original product and like really paved the way for Disney Channel original animated series. I think it's a little blasphemous we're doing this, but okay. Uh, no. Is dad is dad mowing the lawn already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sun's out. Lawn's getting mowed. Josh, come help me out. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb versus DuckTales. 3 2 1. It's Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. A platypus? Perry the platypus. There's a platypus controlling me. Jonas versus Austin and Allie. Ready? Three, 
two, one. It's Austin and Allie. Austin and Allie. No, Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers? Question mark? All right, here's the fight. Yeah, Jonas is definitely a less annoying show. Is it? (laughs) I hate Allie. I despise her. My favorite Jonas episode, or one of my favorites, is when they have a crush on the uh, pizza girl, so they keep ordering pizzas every day, and it's the worst pizza place in the town. <gasps> I remember that. Oh my gosh. It sounds relatable. I could go either way here. I just said Austin Alley because I like some of the songs. <laughs> There's also a good episode where Nick falls asleep uh, to like a uh, a commercial, and he thought he wrote a song, so he repeated everything he did that day just to find out that he didn't write a new song. It was a commercial theme. How do you remember all of this? Grace, we rewatched it all the time. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> Where was I? Asleep? Like, I don't remember most of it. You were there. You were present. Gotta get my head checked out. If Jonas is more memorable than Austin and Allie, it's older, so I guess that, that says a lot about the quality of that show. I, I just think it's hilarious that the cast absolutely hated working on it. <laughs> I could go Jonas here. All right, Jonas it is. Hannah Montana versus Sonny with a Chance. Three, two, one. Hannah Montana. Goodbye, Sonny. Yeah. Cheese jerky. All right, Jesse versus Good Luck Charlie. Ready? Three, two, one. Ooh. Good Luck Charlie. Jesse. Jesse. (laughs) Jesse. All right. I stand corrected. Jesse moves on. Kicking it versus Girl Meets World. Three. Two, one. We're kicking, kicking it. it. Kicking it. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> We've got our Elite Eight here. Uh, That's So Raven, Wizards of Waverly Place, Lilo and Stitch the Series, Phineas and Ferb, Jonas LA, Hannah Montana, Jesse, and Kicking It are the best that Disney Channel has ever made, according to this bracket. <laughs> I'm excited for the That's So Raven versus Wizards debate here, because I think uh, Wizards has been making quite the run, despite minimal defense thus far. Because it doesn't need defense. Yeah, that just shows you how good it is. I mean, we were talking about how, like, um, you made a joke that some of these actresses and actors are not, like, actually good. I think Wizards of Waverly Place with Selena Gomez as a main character really showed a lot of promise in her humor. Whether it was written by her or if she thought of some of those jokes, I don't know. But either way, she was actually very charismatic in the role, which I can't say about a Miley Cyrus or a Demi Lovato or any other actor in it. Whoa. Like, that's why I like, that's why I always appreciate about Wizards of Waverly Place is that they put acting first and maybe before music, and maybe that's a bias in me. And I think Selena Gomez's career, you see that now she's back on a TV show on Hulu with a humorous role. And I think, like, she's going back to, like, her her style in Wizards. I think it's one of the first times where, like, a Disney Channel show really helps somebody's career for the future. And it wasn't, like, a thing they make fun of, like, in the past, like most Disney Channel stars do now. Nice. I think Wizards of Waverly Place kind of does this interesting thing where it's, like... It's like one part just a regular Disney Channel sitcom, but then another part is like way more down into like the fantasy roots. Like it, they're straight up wizards. Like, and you have this whole dynamic of they shouldn't use their spells and powers to like get through their day to day lives as New Yorker high schoolers, but they do anyway. And like a lot of the shenanigans evolve around that. I think that whole cast is better than most of these shows. Great dad. 
Oh, incredible. Jerry? I mean, how could you not love Jerry? <laughs> I also thought, like, the, the comedic really friend, uh, Harper, she was cool. I liked her a lot. Yeah, Harper's awesome. Both the brothers were funny. Jake T. Austin was the, the chaotic one, and then uh, Justin was like... Jake T. Austin did start the water is wet debate. Did he really? He said it on the show, and that's what started the debate. He was like, if you're underwater, are you wet? Who let this 10-year-old be stoned on the set? I got kicked out of a class at Full Sail for starting that argument. I also think it's interesting that Wizards of Waverly Place was able to run for long enough where they, like, they, you kind of did watch those characters grow up to some extent. I think, like, most of that cast had... And switch act? They switched actors? Yeah, when they switch actors. Who, who'd they switch out? Uh, there was one of them. I can't remember. Not, uh, not anyone of the main characters. The main five or six. Oh my god, wait. And then remember the werewolf? What's his name? Greg's... Greg Sulkin, I think is his real name. The British guy? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, wait, Bridget Mendler was in Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, she was a vampire. Oh yeah, they like adapted this show into Twilight and, and uh, like all the fandom surrounding that because they started ripping off Harry Potter and then Twilight got popular and they're like, we need wizards and were werewolves and vampires now. They, they rode with the times. So... Are we just going to move wizards right to the slot there? I guess so. Because it's going to beat That's So Raven, it's going to beat Lilo and Stitch, and it's going to beat... Oh, but hey, 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 yo. Maybe. It sounds like Wizards of Waverly Place is more memorable to us, and uh, we, we have higher feelings for it than we do That's So Raven. But up next, we've got Lilo and Stitch the series versus Phineas and Ferb. This isn't a competition. Yeah, it is. I think it's Phineas and Ferb, pretty definitively. I, I think Lilo and Stitch is a lot, like, it, 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 it does a lot for the branding of Lilo and Stitch. Like, I think it was good. Disney, as an animation studio, kind of being like, okay, here's the best movie we've released in five to ten years, so, like, let's just ride this out. I don't really think that it achieved anything that shows on other networks weren't achieving without being tied down to a movie. But Phineas and Ferb, I mean, I think there's an entire chunk of animation television shows for kids that owes a lot to Phineas and Ferb. I think as Nickelodeon was winding down and Cartoon Network was trying to do live action content, Phineas and Ferb was really like locking down early 2010s animation. Phineas and Ferb is just such a trailblazer. While a lot of people never even watched this Lilo and Stitch show. Like, I appreciate that I was a fan. I am proud to be a supporter of the Lilo and Stitch show. Everyone I knew who watched Disney Channel watched the Lilo and Stitch show. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a lot of fans of, like, the movie. Well, yeah, because the movie's great. The show doesn't really hold up to the movie, but I don't think they were trying to. Yeah, they did its own thing, and, like, it's fair. I, I don't know. I, Phineas and Ferb, I just think, is... These are two very formulaic shows. Yes, very much so. And I think Phineas and Ferb pushes the boundaries of its formula for the sake of humor, whereas, like, Lilo and Stitch is just the same thing all the way through. Whereas, like, whenever they do subvert the formula on Phineas and Ferb, it's usually a really good episode. Like, the episode where Perry doesn't do anything all day, and, like, there's no mission for him, and it's just he's there the whole time, is really funny. The one where Phineas and Ferb have no motivation and don't want to build anything. It's funny. I related to that episode. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day I wake up. <laughs> yeah, it's Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb for me. All right. Jonas versus Hannah Montana. The Jonas Brothers and Hannah Montana episode was pretty big, though. Weren't there two? I think Ayaz was also there. Shoddy is like a melody in my head that I can't get. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Why the hell was Ayaz there? I don't know. <laughs> in like 2010 or 11, I like created a Facebook account for the first time. And I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and Ayaz fan account followed me. And I thought that Ayaz himself was following me. And I w got scared that like a celebrity was following me. And I deleted that Facebook account within like 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Ayaz. So yeah, Hannah Montana. It's Hannah Montana. Yeah. All right, Jesse versus kicking it. Yeah, it's Jesse. It's kicking it. Okay. I think it's Jesse, but that might just be because I saw more of Jesse. I don't really. I know that kicking it had some funny like bits because they like they're a strip mall like karate dojo, and then there's like some jerk who owns like a sporting goods store next door or something, and he's like an asshole and like always trying to get them to stop doing like their stuff in the parking lot or whatever. And I remember there being good bits there. I just wanted some Disney XD representation in the final four. I just think the cast of Jesse was so much better than the cast of a lot of these other shows. Yeah, it's Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Wizards of Waverly Place versus Phineas and Ferb, and Hannah Montana versus Jesse. We're getting there. This is the final four. This is as, as elite as it gets. The cream of the crop of Disney Channel. I think three of the four of these are some of the most influential children's programming of the 2010s. So Wizards of Waverly Place versus Phineas and Ferb. I, uh, I'm firmly going to align myself with Phineas and Ferb here, because I don't think, even at its worst, it was ever as cringeworthy as some of the cringiest stuff on Wizards of Waverly Place. And that might be part of the fun of Wizards. Like, going back, I don't think a lot of that show's going to hold up particularly well. Is Shakira and Phineas and Ferb? No, but Tony Hawk is. I think Tony Hawk's also in Wizards. What? <laughs> I know he was on Zack and Cody. He was on Zack and Cody. He was also on Zeke and Luther. <laughs> well, of course. That's his culture. He's a god in that show. I, he better be in it. So what about Wizards elevates it over Phineas and Ferb, anyone who firmly aligns themselves in that camp? It may not be like the better show may be quality, but if we're looking on the scope of what a Disney Channel show is, I don't think it gets much uh, more like Wizards because not only you have the Disney Channel plot with the main character, her family, her friends, you also bring in this magical type thing, which is so Disney. Like, I don't think, like, a Nickelodeon would, like, try to, like, do something like that. And I'm not knocking Nickelodeon. They made Kino with iCarly, but anyway. <laughs> the whole dynamic of it, the w how long, like, it stayed, the fact that people to this day are still messaging Selena Gomez and David Henry about a reunion. Yeah, I think, like, Wizards just has, like... A huge impact and Phineas and Ferb definitely has their own impact but in this scenario in this debate if we were just like ranking them like purely on quality I'd probably go Phineas and Ferb I don't know it's it's hard to compare when I'm scrolling through cable I'm like 10 years old and I'm like man I just want to watch some like family fun Disney channel I'm probably hoping like a show like Wizards is on I don't know how much they've run Phineas and Ferb into the ground. They won't let it die. It's their SpongeBob. It is. And you can't run Wizards of Waverly Place that long just because the cast grows up. Yeah. I don't know if you can compare its longevity or any of that between the shows because you, you just physically cannot do that. But I also want to point out that the little brother from Speed Racer is in Wizards of Waverly Place. Okay. That I did not know. Who did Debbie Ryan play in Wizards? She was in Wizards? Bailey Marie Pickett. I really like the principal in Wizards when his, uh, 
with his uh, tie from Texas. <laughs> the bolo tie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one episode where the world was, like, ending... And I just remember them being at the school and like the. I I, uh, I guess I'm just a, a sucker for Phineas and Ferb. I don't know. I think that that show was like really smart and reinventing itself all the time, and like not really breaking true of its formula. But I mean, having memorable moments all the way up until that show's end. They also made really incredible movies. I I know that we're talking about the shows, but I kind of hate the Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie, the like the finale of that show. Yeah, it was a little weak of a finale. The It wasn't the finale, though. There was another season after? Wait, wait, which one are we talking about? Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie. Oh, that wasn't the finale. That wasn't the finale. Oh, well, that's when I stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> finale was when, who was the family wizard? That was in the movie, though. Yeah, they did it again, though. So the little brother got it, and then Alex and the older brother stopped being wizards? No, I love the ser- I love the series finale. Spoilers, as Sakula would say. Alex wins it, and, but then Justin becomes the professor at their Hogwarts uh, ripoff, and then the little brother becomes the owner of the sub shop. That fits. Yeah, like it's a wholesome ending. Well, Wizards of Waverly Place is going on to the finals, but is it going up against Hannah Montana or Jesse? Hannah Montana. I think it's going up against Hannah Montana. I could try to defend Jesse here. Like, Jesse definitely has, like, such an impact on it. I would say, like, the the generation, like, right after us. It's the same generation. My biggest problem with both Wizards of Waverly Place and Hannah Montana is they both lost me uh, at different points in their run. But, like, yeah, that first Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie, came out, and I was like, all right, cool. Show's over. Pack it up. No, the Hannah Montana movie, though, where you want me to believe a town in Tennessee all kept that girl's secret. Okay, come on. That was, like, my favorite movie. Yes. I have it on DVD. Grace and I have been having this debate for, like, 20 years. Josh, because they 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 love her. They love her, so of course they're going to keep her secret. A whole town. Nobody leaked it in the age of internet, Grace. Nobody said a word. Because she sang the climb and it was all happy. There's no way. But yeah, once that movie came out, and I think I had, like, a theatrical release and stuff, too. Like, it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I stopped tuning into that show. Like, I just didn't, I didn't follow it anymore. And also the, the good thing about Hannah Montana was when the cast was young, like that show kind of worked because it was just like a quirky show. Like, oh, highs, the highs and lows of being a high schooler. That's also a pop star. Like there's a reason that formula like worked and it's why they tried it 30 more times after and not just Disney channel. Like it, it broke, uh, Nickelodeon and it, it even Cartoon Network tried it like, it became the mold for what a children's show was supposed to be. But as that cast got older, the writing stayed the same and the characters did not mature or progress. Like they had like Oliver and whatever the uh, Emily Osment characters were like date and Lily. Yeah, Lily. And like it just it didn't feel like good. Like it was just like the writing kind of like plateaued. And I, I don't know. There's, like, good crossovers. I like the celebrity guests on Hannah Montana. The episode where Reba McIntyre and Dolly Parton are her aunts is classic, iconic. <laughs> Love that. Isn't Dolly Parton, like, her real godmother? Yeah. Yeah, in real life. I, okay, wait. This is so hard because the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was on the other side. I feel like 
Sweet Life of Zack and Cody would have beat Hannah Montana. I agree. I feel like Zack and Cody would have beat the living daylights out of Hannah Montana. The bracket creator is saying this. You were all there when I built this bracket. You were allowed to have as much input as you wanted. Everyone but Grace. This bracket could have been a lot worse. I think we did help it a lot. Uh, I wouldn't have even had Bizarre Vark or Casey undercover on this game. <laughs> <laughs> or Ant Farm. I probably wouldn't have included Fishhook. Okay. And then you would have had your Disney XD representation. You're right. But at the same time, Zach and Cody would beat Jesse too. I don't know how Jesse made it this far. <laughs> You're right. Hannah Montana moves on. <laughs> All right, here it is. Hannah Montana versus Wizards of Waverly Place. Well, like you were saying, uh, Hannah Montana had no character development, really. Uh, Wizards of Waverly Place ran for the same amount of time and had a lot more character development. Yeah. Yeah. They both had good celebrity crossover episodes, too. Shakira visiting the Wizards of Waverly Place was Kino. <laughs> and Han Hannah Montana did meet uh, Alex from Wizards of Waverly Place. She met the whole on the Sweet Life on deck. Yeah. Wizards on deck with Hannah Montana. That's so Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. That was the first one. I also do feel that Hannah Montana beats Phineas and Ferb. Well, Phineas and Ferb's been beaten by Wizards, so... Yeah, no, I I think Wizards definitely wins here, but I, I don't know if that's unanimous. Every time I think of a funny character in Wizards, I think of another one in Hannah Montana. I don't. All I remember is Rico, and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> is there a character that's better than Jason Earls as the older brother in Hannah Montana on Wizards? Mitchell Musso. Uh, yeah. Jerry? Okay, the, the dad was iconic. I'm trying not to be biased because Hannah Montana is my all-time favorite Disney, but the more we talked about Wizards... It's your it's your Dune? Yeah, the more we talk about Wizards, it's like, okay, I gotta be fair and I gotta give Wizards a chance. I just, I grew up with Hannah. What's your favorite episode of Wizards of Waverly Place? Because I can pick a favorite episode of Hannah Montana because there's one that makes me laugh every time I rewatch it. Whereas, like, Wizards, I feel like you kind of have to go on a binge to enjoy it. I forget I forget the name of the episode, but my favorite episode of Hannah Montana is when Oliver gets hit by the fish. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of my favorite Wizards episode. I think it might be when she put the carpet on her wall. Oh, you're right. That is a good one. I like the episode of Hannah Montana where Hannah wishes that she was never a superstar and then uh, Bucky Kentucky, uh, a.k.a. Jason <laughs> Earls, becomes the pops or like the country pop superstar and he's Billy Ray Cyrus's favorite kid instead of vice versa. And Hannah Montana has to clean the stove and stuff all the time and no one likes uh, no one likes Miley. That, that's a great episode. I really like they make fun of Billy Ray Cyrus's one-hit wonder throughout the show. Yeah. I like that Billy Ray Cyrus is essentially a punchline in the show. Yeah, he's self-aware in it. And he's also not good. Like, he's actually awful in the show. I will say, though, uh, the fact that the wizard's uncle, Uncle Kelbo, is also Shakira. In canon, he is Shakira. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> the episode is literally titled Dude Looks Like Shakira. <laughs> I I just remember, like, now that you talk about Wizards, I will remember those episodes. But like Nate was saying, like, I can remember certain Hannah Montana episodes, like, from my own mind. I remember all of them. Yeah, I know you do. That's all I watched. What's the episode where Jackson goes to the baseball game and gets sunburnt and it's it's a no-hitter? And Hannah's complaining because she's like, we didn't even see a hit. And he's like, it was amazing. <laughs> Billy Ray's like, why weren't you wearing sunscreen? <laughs> <laughs> 
I remember um, like her boy problem. She had to choose between the two boys. That's true. Like the the finales for like Hannah Montana are like the cliffhangers. Can we talk about the segues? Ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember the last episode so clearly. It's like when she went to college and Lily wasn't supposed to be going. With, oh, sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> Nobody's going to go back. Miley wasn't supposed to come go to college. She was supposed to continue her like Hannah Montana career. But then she, then she surprises Lily at college, and then I bawled my eyes out for a week after that because it was over. I mean that's cool and everything, but the three episode who will be the family wizard? That's true. So they both became wizards, or like he just he just taught wizardry and didn't have the ability to practice wiz- wizardry anymore. No, I think Justin did get his powers back. The Dumbledore guy was like, "Oh, here's, here's your powers back." Wait, who won? Did Alex win? Alex won. Alex won. Yes. So she won in both movies. Yeah. She was the main character. Because I know in the movie she was like really upset or something. Because. Well, yeah, because nobody nobody told the kids like they told them nothing the whole time and then they just oh one of you gets the magic and the other two lose it the movie's cool because it's like a big arc with the dad or whatever but the movie isn't cool because it sucks i think i have to cast my vote for hannah montana because uh i remember more of it i don't although it wasn't as good of a show uh, to watch. I think it was a bigger cultural footmark, and I think it changed children's programming for the better part of a decade, even if it wasn't a good step. I think if more shows came out that were like Wizards, uh, Disney Channel probably would have had more longevity and memorability, but Hannah Montana was the big one. This was their, this was the Jaws of, uh, of this era of Disney Channel. I'm gonna have to agree with Nate. I think you swayed me. I'm gonna have to disagree. And that means Hannah Montana, the movie, will be in the final bracket at the end of the year. Oh boy, that means I have to finally watch it. (laughs) And even though there was only like three, like how it was uh, Jason Earls or whatever, and Billy Ray is like the parents, so like they were just funny. Like, I I don't know. I really like Hannah Montana. Anyone have an idea for a Disney Channel original series now? How would you how would you bring back Wizards of Waverly Place, Alden? I think it would have to be like a Raven's Home situation where it's their kids. Even though they're not quite old enough, it'd have to be in a few years. I think it'd be cooler to watch like a bunch of... I think the brother has a kid. 20-somethings or early 30-somethings living in New York that don't have kids because no one has kids anymore because you can't afford them. I agree, but can't remember, but Alex leaves new york she doesn't stay there she travels or something i don't remember and then since justin's teaching he uh is in the wizarding world or whatever the hogwarts i'm pretty sure max is the only one that stays there other than the parents he's in the fosters well for half of it huh you're right yeah true he left the fosters too they replaced him with noah Santiano or whatever his name is and the rest is history All right, well, Hannah Montana is apparently the best Disney Channel original show. Thank you, everyone, for uh, making this bracket with us. Grace, uh, can we promote your live stream, your your content? (laughs) Sure. My Twitch is Grace Kubo. (laughs) That's it. Nice. And what games are you going to be playing? I'm going to be playing Fortnite and Rocket League. (laughs) Hell yeah, an epic game stream. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And Alden will probably be prominent on there. 
Oh, he will. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Alden's a supporting character on the Grace Kubo stream. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be carrying the stream, I think. <laughs> I hope not. I doubt it. You're better at Fortnite. <laughs> Have you seen Alden's Fortnite strategies? He's like, oh, yeah, we'll go off in duos and I'll do my own thing and you don't die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I will die, but like you should. <laughs> and you guys are welcome on my stream too. come play Fortnite and Rocket League. <laughs> Tempting, but no thanks. <laughs> Those are two games I'm pretty bad at. Hey, you got good at Rocket League last time. Yeah, you did. All right, yeah, I'll play Rocket League on your stream. All right, sounds good to me. Thank you for having me on here. It's always a pleasure. All right, check the links in the description. Support the show. Uh, yeah, this is Duel of the Takes, talking about Disney Channel shows. Uh, not forever. Uh-oh. <laughs>